were embarrassed to ask questions. That's the only way to figure things out. And so I ask a ton of questions. I wear Eli out with these voice memos, doing the Monday night, you know, the uhs and the you knows and the heavy breathing. He's like, stop doing this. You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Krista Smith. As one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Peyton Manning leaves behind an incredible legacy over the course of his 18-season NFL career. With two Super Bowl titles, five MVP awards, and 14 Pro Bowl appearances. Not to mention all the endless commercials. Even in his retirement, Peyton has done everything but retire. In addition to dozens of other commitments, both entrepreneurial and philanthropic, you can always find him on Monday Night Football, hosting Manning Cast alongside his brother, Eli, or traveling across the country for a series, Peyton's Places, and finding the best of the best on his show, History's Greatest of All Time, all of which are produced by Peyton's own company, Omaha Productions. Today, we're here to discuss his latest undertaking as a producer, quarterback, which was made in partnership with Netflix and the NFL. The eight-episode docuseries follows the reigning Kansas City Chiefs NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes, Minnesota Vikings star Kirk Cousins, and Atlanta Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota through the 2022 season. It's an unprecedented, in-depth look behind the curtain of the toughest position in football. And I am thrilled to be getting the inside scoop on the series from Peyton Manning himself. I first got to know Peyton through Maura Mant, the longtime executive producer of the ESPYs, ESPN's annual award show. She was a dear friend, and I'd like to dedicate this episode to her. Maura, we miss you every day. Hey, how are you? It's great to see you. I don't know if you remember, but we spent a lot of time together with Maura Mant. Yes. When I was at Vanity Fair, yeah. you know, doing the ESPY Awards and, and whatnot, and had the privilege to go to your retirement party and all of that. Yes. And I'm also from Colorado. So, you know, you hold a special place for me, being a Denver girl. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, miss more every day. I know. So do I. It's just I still sometimes can't believe it's, believe it's true. But Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great to see you and to see this series. Uh, I've watched all eight episodes. I loved it. Uh, Every second of it. And I cannot believe the access that these athletes gave you. Like, it is incredible. Like, you know, you really get to see what it takes to be, first of all, just an athlete in, in the NFL, but then a quarterback and the, and the mental tenacity and physical stuff. It's crazy. I can't wait to talk to you about it. We're excited about it for sure. So, obviously, like I said, you know, the access is unbelievable. Fans are just going to go nuts for this. Three great quarterbacks. It was. I thought the choices were perfect. Great variety from different teams. No one can get mad uh, <laughs> in terms of one league versus another. But w- what were you as a producer and as obviously a quarterback hoping to show with this series? Well, first off, we certainly appreciate Patrick and Kirk and Marcus trusting us to uh, have this kind of access. Like you said, uh, it's very rare. Look, we've seen quarterbacks mic'd up for a game. We've certainly seen training camp. You know, there's hard knocks. We've never followed a quarterback throughout the entire season to see what he does Sunday night after a big win. 
after a brutal loss on a last second field goal, uh, what they do on Mondays and Tuesdays, right? On their off days, are they, are they hanging out? Are they playing golf? Are they in the weight room and watching film and grinding for that next game, which is the answer, by the way, not to give it away. There is no <laughs> golf uh, in, in the season. And so I think people will be fascinated by what it really takes, what these quarterbacks are doing. Patrick Mahomes is not just making these sidearm throws on Sunday because, hey, let me try a sidearm throw today. He trains with those throws with his trainer on Tuesday. He's in there working his arm with these awkward angles to make these throws. It's not just an accident, right? Kirk Cousins is not on the same page with Jefferson on Sunday just by happenstance. He is grinding with him during practice saying, nope, I want that route at 18 yards exactly. Not 17, not 19. It has to be 18. They're watching film together. Uh, the things that Kirk uh, is focusing on mentally during the week. I mean, I mean Kirk provided incredible access to his sessions with his sports psychologist, what he's focusing on, right? I mean, you never see that. So, but uh, the fact that Kirk said, y'all have the access, we appreciate that. We felt like we did him right. Uh, we did uh, all the quarterbacks right. NFL Films obviously is the most trusted partner uh, that you could have, uh, that the coaches, the owners trust us to do that right. And uh, really looking forward for people having a chance to see what it really takes to be an NFL quarterback. It's it's incredible. I mean, I'm I'm obviously a huge football fan. Uh, I have been. I was raised under John Elway. Uh, so, you know, it was almost like religion on Sundays growing up. Uh, and I still, to this day, get the NFL package and watch all the games and watch the red zone. But what I thought was incredible about the editing and the way this, this series is shot is that I knew the ending to these games and I was still nervous about what was, it was as if I was reliving it with that added um, uh, POV of the quarterback now. And I was like, wait, I know what happened in this game. Like he didn't. You know, he it didn't land or, it, you know, especially that Kansas City game, which I thought was so interesting as you talk about it, Peyton, about how like all the lead up and whatnot. And, and in that particular game, when Patrick got injured and he's limping and, you know, everyone's like kind of commenting on it. I loved how you got like his dad is basically it's not in his DNA. It's not in his DNA. He's not going to get off that field. And when he gets the x-ray and he comes back and he finally says to the coach, you're holding me back, like, don't don't hold back. We've got to win this game. I've got to do that. And that kind of relationship with the the coach, I thought was also super, um, it, it really uh, illuminated what that looks like. Well, you know, and first off, the relationship that Patrick and, and Andy Reid have, it's, it's special. Uh, it's rare. Uh, funny story. When uh, we approached Patrick about doing this show, uh, he was very interested, but he said, look, I have to clear it with, with coach Reed. I said, I understand that. That, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I said, just go and talk to him. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, uh, a couple of the quarterbacks early on asked me, Peyton, would you have done this? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you have allowed the cameras to follow you around? And, you know, maybe early in my career, because I didn't really know what all that meant. I probably would have said no, but later in my career, Absolutely. Yes. Because I told Patrick, I said, I said, you're going to want your kids to know what you used to do, what you really went through. By the time they're older, they might not quite, uh, you know, 
understand what you did as a young player. So that was kind of my selling point anyway. But he said, all right, we got to talk to Coach Reed. I said, no problem. I said, just tell him you want to do this for your kids. He goes, no, Peyton, uh, you need to ask him, which tells you how much respect he has for Coach Reed. And it also tells you that, look, Patrick Mahomes is the biggest quarterback in the game, but he's not going to take advantage of his platform and say, hey, I'm doing this, Chiefs, whether you like it or not, right? I mean, he's taking the proper chain of command steps. You got to ask Coach Reed. You got to clear it with the Hunt family. And, and that's pretty rare, I think. And it tells you a lot about him. And uh, Coach Reed said the same thing. He's like, all right, Peyton, would you have done this? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> no brainer. Of course I would. And so, you know, we appreciate, you know, the coaches and the organization giving us that trust. But uh, yeah, to, to hear those conversations, uh, behind the scenes, on the sideline. I mean, you know that he wants to be in there, but having a candid conversation with his head coach, look, his head coach, and his job is to protect his player. He's not going to put him out there if he can't protect himself. But when the quarterback says, hey, I can do it, I can do it, that, that changes Coach Reed's perspective. So uh, I agree. You know, look, this is going to drop in July. We know what happened in those games, but when you watch it, uh, you really don't know what's going to happen. Oh, I didn't realize that was going on during the week. Wow, that's a lot. Let's see how this transfers to Sunday. Uh, you know, watching Kirk Cousins, what he does on Tuesdays, right? He doesn't watch any film, takes his kids to school, right? He goes to the, to the bookstore and reads, right? Marcus, his wife is pregnant during this season, right? And all that comes with that, how Marcus has this incredible balance in his life with his family, with studying his film, uh, it's pretty fascinating, I think, for people to see. Oh, it's great. And just the play calling. I, I brought my husband in. I was like, you got to see this. You just got You're never going to believe it with the, I can't even imitate it with the route 45 picks up. Dummy, dummy, pistol, trip stuff tight. Two jet, watch out across Z swing. Gun, east right slot stack, run past three jet chip, X cattle, Y lock. F mode, a trick, cluster right tuna, scram, X steel, Y cash, can it to jacks left, cash, H bronze. Each word syllable is so specific. And the fact that Marcus's wife is saying it to him, and that's how he learns it. Uh, Kurt puts it in his iPhone, and that's how he learns it. And, you know, you just see how uh, Patrick learns it. It's like a sponge. It was fascinating. So a couple of things that were highlights for me that I, that I and I want to know what your highlights were about, like kind of new discoveries. You know, you know this game better than anybody and are respected more than anybody in this game. But like for me, what was so shocking was to actually understand the mental acuity and intelligence that a quarterback has to have. And growing up in Colorado, we were always a fourth quarter team and it felt so random. We're winning these games in the fourth quarter. And you realize it's so specific and the amount of studying and, you know, it, it, it's just choreographed like a like a ballet and how all that stuff that you have to keep in your head with the screaming fans and with, you know, knowing someone that's coming at you, 300 pounds is going to hit you right where you know they're going to hit you. <laughs> right. it, it was no, phenomenal but, to learn yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think you know, one of the things about when you finish high school and you finish college, you kind of say, okay, now uh, uh, no more homework, right? Now I get to go and just just kind of live my life. And like for a quarterback, it's like the homework is just beginning. Every week we do his play calls. Tuesday when they get the game plan, we start off with a run game. And then Wednesday's kind of like the third downs pass game. And then Thursday's a little bit shorter. Red zones and 
special plays, kind of whatever he needs to get ready for the next week. Pistol, bunch right, Z counterfly, 19 wash. Pistol, bunch right, Z counterfly, 19 wash. I mean, the amount of studying that these quarterbacks have to do, and I love uh, watching Marcus's wife kind of test him and repeat things and Kurt listening to it on the way to work because, you know, the reason they're doing that is because uh, you're going to hear that play from your play caller in your helmet. So you have to be able to – it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to be able to regurgitate it, right? Uh, you hear it in your helmet, and you have to repeat it exactly the way it's called. If you miss one word, that screws up everything, right? Now the tight end is going left instead of right because you called east instead of west, whatever it may be. And um, it's it has to be – on point and you have to, you have to know not just your assignment you have to know all 10 other guys assignment in the huddle as well because it's on you if one receiver says hey uh, what do i got i mean you better be able to say hey you're in a tight split you got a 12 yard speed out you better be exact if you say i don't know what you have i'm just kind of worried about myself and you have to waste that time out it could cost you the game. Uh, so the amount of film study that you have to put in for a game where you're going to get to play, you know, 70 plays and the game's probably going to come down to like four of those plays are going to be the pivotal plays. You don't know when they're going to be. It might be that third and one in the second quarter, but you better be ready and you have to totally be on it. And look, the mental side of it is so, is so hard. I've always wanted to have like a, a panel discussion, right? And you take an athlete from every sport and I wouldn't have to represent the quarterback. You know, we, we put Brady up there, we put Montana, but I would give them the speaking points on what to say as to why the quarterback is the hardest position in sports, right? You got pitchers, you got golfers, you got NASCAR drivers, put them all up there. I'm telling you, the quarterback's going to win because before you actually get to the play, right? You can't hear half the time. You got fans yelling at you. You can't hear. You see the quarterbacks doing that because they can't physically hear. We used to play in Kansas City. The lineman used to tell me, Peyton, I can't hear you, but if you look at me, I think I can read your lips. I'm like, that's pretty loose, all right? Like, we've, I've got to be sure you all know what I'm saying. Um, there's time, right? I mean, you're under that play clock, right? You better keep moving. There's weather most of the time, right? The important games you're going to deal with weather. Then you got 300 pounders trying to knock your head off. Then you got guys that run 4-2-40 that are closing on the ball so quickly. Okay, now let's actually get to the play that I have to repeat and execute. So uh, it's challenging. And look, these guys are going to take a lot of credit, uh, which they deserve. And they're going to take a lot of blame, which they probably don't always deserve. But they're going to handle because that's part of playing quarterback as well, is to step up there and accept responsibility when – it doesn't go right and say, I'll be back the next week. Well, it's interesting that you, you mentioned that. And that's one thing I want to touch on is the two things. It's like we see some real giant wins, some great wins in this in these eight episodes. We also see some like horrible losses as well. And you really see how they react. And one thing that I thought was so great is you see the sportsmanship on the field, right? Like after Mahomes, after after they lose big, it's like, Good game. I'll see you down the line. The way they congratulate each other, uh, you know, the opposite uh, players, a quarterback or the coach, or maybe they've known each other, whatever. I love seeing that sportsmanship. And then when, when particularly when uh, uh, Patrick goes in the locker room, you just hear him go, fuck, like, you know, he's got to <laughs> let it out. And you realize, but not until he's 
he's represented the team and he knows the cameras are on and he knows that that's a kind of it's almost like a, a gentleman's sport in that way. Like everyone comes over and, and, you know, hey, good game, you know, stay healthy, see you down the line, all of that. And then they leave um, that expression, obviously, uh, in the locker room. But the other thing about you talk about the the mental the mental aspect of it, I was deeply moved by Kurt Cousins determination and focus to and also vulnerability to be as good as he possibly could be. He was so open, like just talking about how he looked at the body work, about how to, you know, what's what's another way in here that I can have longevity in my career? I'm going to take these hits, but how can I handle it? So it gets, you know, the, the people that come in and help him with his body. And obviously it's painful. Then his the mental, you know, I don't even know what it was called that he was doing to get his brain to focus. But I'm thinking about you who, who, you know, you've been retired for a minute now. Were any of these things available to you when you were playing? And also, what was your feeling, you know, getting to know Kurt through this series as well? No, I really, um, I love to see Kurt doing all that because, sure, he's doing it to, to continue to be able to play. But he's also doing it for his team because, because he needs to be there every Sunday. And if he's not taking care of himself in the cold tub, like you said, that body work, it's not a feel good massage. I mean, the body work <laughs> looks actually more painful than the hits he's taken when he, when he cracks his ribs. I mean, I think that's one of the best episodes when he, he cracks oh. his ribs and every time, you know, the coaches are patting him on the summit, like, good job. He's like, don't touch me, you know, and, and he's just moaning and it's, and it's not, he's not acting. It hurts, but he's, but he's still out there. Right. And, and I love that, that he's not, Hey, I, you know, it hurts, you know, uh, I can probably play, but I better come out. No, he wants to be out there for his team because he wants his teammates to be out there for them. So he's got to answer the bell. Look, there's an old saying, the greatest investment a quarterback can make is into his body, right? If he takes care of himself, that does allow him to play more years, right? Tom Brady's the greatest example of that. But um, it's, uh, yeah, I have great appreciation for that. All that was not available early on in my career. It became more available kind of later, uh, the, the extra outside the box, uh, 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 modalities you could take advantage of, you know, having a body person, having a mental, uh, person. And I love that Kirk does all of that, but yet I also love the fact that, that his wife packs his suitcase before the games and packs them and he takes time for his kids and they have that huge win. And what is he thinking about after hey, getting his kids into that locker room, right? Letting them be a part of it. So uh, there's great balance there. Marcus is obviously getting ready for that because they're about to have their first child. That's going to be a game-changing opportunity for him. I love seeing Patrick and his wife with their kids kind of going to a little festival fair on an off day. Look, you have to find some way to have some balance. But if you think those quarterbacks aren't during those times thinking about the game plan, you're wrong, right? They're paying you to think about it all the time to take it home with you, but you got to find time to still, you know, spend time with your family just to get recharged for that next week. You played 18 seasons, right? You four, yes. four Super Bowls, two two wins, one for Colts, one for the Broncos. You had a, by all measure, a career-ending neck injury. I mean, you just say the word neck and every, you know, everyone's terrified, right, as a quarterback. 
you love this game. You grew up playing the game. Your it was in your family. It was you know your brother obviously older brother played until he couldn't anymore, and obviously Eli, and your dad. What was it for for you that made you want to? And we, let me just say, I was I'm forever grateful because you came to the Broncos, <laughs> but. What made you continue? How can you just kind of articulate a little bit about that love of the game that you were willing? You know, you had to sit out a season. You had surgery. It was not something just like a high sprain, you know, that Patrick got. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, obviously, I grew up around it. You know, I was eight years old when my dad retired. You know, I was Kurt Cousins' kid. You know, being allowed to come into the locker room and uh, uh, used to go to Saturday morning practices and. My brother Cooper and I used to play one-on-one 100-yard football on the Superdome turf while my dad was getting dressed after games. So I grew up around it. That had a lot to do with the fact that I loved it, uh, you know, had a real passion for it, uh, you know, throughout high school and college. And so, look, when you get injured, it, it's certainly uh, it's it's eye-opening. Wow, that, you know, this thing, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to play. The doctor won't clear me to play out there. Uh, first off, you know, the year I missed. And now, can I actually do it? You know, uh, if you can't make the throws you have to make, you just shouldn't be out there. But I knew that I wanted to try because I loved it so much, because those plane rides I, I miss so much. I, mean, I love Cousins on the plane rides. His <laughs> teammates are, you know, they got all the gear on them and they're taking pictures. And look, that's a that, that was a hard-fought victory. And you enjoy that plane ride because on Monday – like you have to move on and get on to the next week, right? And you might have your heart ripped out next Sunday. So enjoy that plane ride. And I, I miss those plane rides. I used to DJ. Uh, I could play music on the little speaker that the flight attendant uses. I could DJ throughout the whole plane. You know, where else do you get to do that? So I miss that. And so I wanted to come back and try. Uh, look, I think Mahomes, Cousins, Marcus, uh, I think all three of those quarterbacks would play for free, right? They shouldn't. That they'll, I mean, they would never say that out loud, but, like, I think they love football that much. That comes across in this, right? And I was kind of wired that way uh, as well. And I think that's what you're looking for when you're building a great team is, hey, would this guy truly play for free because he loves it that much? Or does he just see it as a job? He's really fast. He's big. He has to do it. I mean, the more guys you have that truly love it, I think the better chance you have to have a special team and possibly to be a special player. Yeah, it's it's it, it it's incredible these careers that go on. Like you said, Brady playing, you know, and and even you yourself. I mean, that kind of devotion to the sport that that beats the shit out of you, you know. <laughs> and also, right. just what I think is great in this series as well is you really show how the press beats them up too. Like you you get you know, Kurt in particular, not prime time. Mariota, is he the guy? Are they going to get, you know, what's he doing? He was draft. Is he going to live up to his potential? And obviously someone like, you know, Patrick Mahomes who's shot out of a cannon at 24 and winning a Super Bowl, all of that pressure. Uh, it was it was incredible to see how, you know, I don't, when the game is off, I don't think about as a fan, I'm not thinking about how they're processing that loss. And I think one of the things that was, you know, for someone, for Kurt in, in one of the episodes, you know, he has to process a really tough, tough loss. And he's talking and his wife's in the car, you know, like listening and, you know, yeah, I was surprised by that, whatever. And then they pull up to the house and it's like, oh, I forgot it's trash day. And you're like, what? Life, life, <laughs> life, life goes on, right? And I, I think that's, like I said, 
I mean, that's never been seen before. Nobody's ever seen, look, training camp is one thing. You know, the majority of pressure in the training camp is the guys trying to make the team. But for the quarterbacks, I mean, there's no real intense things on the line in training camp. But an NFL playoff game, it's real and it's raw. The fact that we have access to Kirk and his wife driving home from that game and, you know, what what he's thinking, what he's feeling, like you said, I mean – To me, one of the most fascinating parts was earlier in the season when the Vikings have a great win, right? And we're home at Kirk's house. He's got his family there. You know, you want to be a good host. This is your one kind of couple hours to visit with your family. And all he can think about is this one throw that he missed in a game that they won, that they won. But he missed this kind of a pick play rail route down the left sideline that would have made the win probably a little, you know, a little easier, I guess, but, but you still win, but he can't get that out of his mind because he knows that maybe they could have lost, uh, you know, that game and that would have been the deciding play, but that just tells you that they are thinking about it all the time. And look, I think guys like Kirk and Marcus and Patrick, look, certainly they're going to take their share of criticism, but nobody is going to beat themselves up more than they are. Right. I mean, they are their own, toughest critics and you know the media getting on you it's going to bother your family you know and your, and your you know uh, uh, your cousin who's at the game you know wants to kill the broadcaster yeah. kill the beat writer for writing something bad about you but these guys are grown man they can handle it and like i said and they're being paid to handle it that comes with the job and so uh i mean to me that's just part of the deal but i mean that kind of access like you said uh is pretty fascinating all right, so um, I only got a little bit more time with you, and I I, I want to talk about your you know how mentally focused you are. So you're playing a football game, or you're doing SNL, and you're doing I love the Manning cast. By the way, that's how I watch my Monday Night Football. I love that cast; it's so funny. But does it require the same kind of focus? Do you approach the kind of stuff that you do outside of now outside of football? Obviously, well, I feel like look playing quarterback. It, it prepares you for, uh, for so many things that that carry over. The amount of film that I studied on my own, you know, that, that's great. But what you come in with after watching that film is you come in with questions, right? And you asked the coach, uh, at least early on, I was coming in the next day. As you got older, you start texting your coach at night, at midnight. Hey, have you seen play 33 of the Eagles-Rams game? what is that defense they're in? Is that cover two or is that cover four? And, you know, I'm sure my coach is like, Peyton, like, can we talk about this tomorrow? No, no, I need to know now. I can't sleep unless I know if it's cover two or four. Uh, so the point is that you do ask questions and the preparation part is huge. And so in some of these other things that I'm doing now, it's the same thing. It's preparation. It's asking questions. It's talking it out. Let's get on the same page. And so, you know, I think the, the the habits that you learn playing quarterback can can transfer into other things that, uh, look, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, some people think when you ask a question, I tell young quarterbacks this all the time, if you don't ask, okay, the coach is going to assume you know, and then you get into that huddle and, you're, and you screw it up, that's on you because you didn't ask, right? People are embarrassed to ask questions. That's the only way to figure things out. And so – I ask a ton of questions. I wear Eli out with these voice memos doing the Monday night, you know, the uhs and the you knows and the heavy breathing. He's like, stop doing this, right? But 
I want to know, Eli, did you watch, you know, play 75 of that uh, Commanders Cowboys game? And so anyway, uh, yes, uh, the, the long winded answer there is yes. Uh, a lot of the things that I learned and kind of habits playing quarterback uh, have helped me in this second chapter for me. Mm. And how's your uh, fitness routine in the second chapter? Because we see a hell of a lot. I mean, the fitness is insane that happens, obviously, in the NFL. So uh, what's going on in your daily routine uh, these days, Peyton? Yeah, still pretty active. I, I'm in my workout outfit right now. I just came from the gym. So um, I think you learn good habits there that uh, that, it, that it, it's, it's, it's smarter to try to try to be active and to stay in shape and to try to, uh, you know, have good, you know, sort of healthy eating habits that you learn, you know, kind of playing football as well. So maybe not doing some of the same uh, exercises that I used to do uh, as a player, but, uh, you know, my dad was always uh, uh, very active in his second chapter and, you know, kind of, kind of instilled that in me and my brothers and uh, try to still do that today uh, as well. Mm. All right. So when you're walking around Denver and you got to see, I mean, by the way, the Nuggets, can we have a moment for them? I know yeah. we're talking about football, but they've never Let's won go. anything, anything awesome. ever. <laughs> awesome. Unselfish team, played hard. It was awesome. Oh, I was so jealous I saw you were at the game. I was like, it's just <laughs> so great for Denver. What do people say to you when they see you on the street? Most of them just say Omaha. They just yell Omaha. Uh, I was actually just in Omaha nebraska so I, I heard it a lot where's eli uh tell eli to stop making fun of your forehead you know it's like people are like protecting me defending me or you know uh it, it's a lot of that so uh, i enjoy those conversations uh i do you know people still talk about super bowl 50 which was a long time ago and so uh, uh i've always enjoyed those conversations i watch my dad have those conversations uh, when I was a kid, and he always took the time to kind of, kind of talk to him. Now, so I actually enjoy the conversations. Not many people have the conversation anymore. A lot of people just want to take a picture, which is fine. But the conversation part was always kind of, it was always kind of fun as a kid. You know, back when I grew up, I can't prove to you that I met Walter Payton, but I remember it because I, you know, I talked to him for a few minutes, and so I think sometimes the conversation. Uh, doesn't happen as much anymore because people kind of want the picture and want proof. But uh, it, it's all good. It's fun. Look, uh, I've enjoyed living in Denver. Great sports town. Like you said, you know, we got we got the Avs, we got the Nuggets. Broncos are coming back this year. Uh, you know, if Patrick, you know, because of this incredible year, you know, wanted to just to take a couple years off, you know, and and just watch this Netflix series and really just enjoy it with his family. That would be helpful for the Broncos. Is he going to do it? I don't know. You know, look, we are all set to move forward with season two of, of this series quarterback. And we have a lot of quarterbacks that want to do it because now they realize, hey, if I do this, I'm going to win the Super Bowl and be the MVP of the league. Right. Mahomes <laughs> has shown that. Don't tell me this is a distraction. Right? We had a couple quarterbacks passed last year because they said this might be too much of a distraction. Don't say that because that is not true, right? I mean, Mahomes balled out. Kirk had a good year. Marcus is going to be back. So, anyway, hopefully this will continue. But what a great start. And, obviously, to be able to follow Patrick all the way to the very end, uh, it, pretty good uh, pretty yeah. good opening game, uh, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I'm with you there, Peyton. I hope he takes a year off to work on his new hairstyle because <laughs> now that he's a dad, he, you know, as Chill. he says, he Relax. needs to figure out what it's going to be. And, you know, Relax. so take get the your, get, 
get your arm fresh, get rested. There's no hurry, Patrick. Yeah. We'll play a long time. Right? Let somebody else in the AFC West have a chance. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it's great to see you. I'm so excited uh, for everybody to see this series. It's just fantastic. And it's it's um, everything that I love about football and sports in general and just these athletes and, and with your name behind it, I mean, making it all happen. It's, it's great. And uh, next, I need a sitcom with you. You know, I need a comedy. Uh, okay. with with Peyton because you've got great got, comedic timing. I mean, I know you can throw <laughs> and you got all that, but I'm telling you that the back half, Peyton. All right, I'm working on it. You know, just just trying to throw completions here. Right, this is a this is a, this is a solid completion. This quarterback show, so I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. All right, good to see you. Thank you so much for the time, Peyton. Thanks for having me. All right, bye bye. Quarterback is streaming now on Netflix. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Krista Smith, your host and creator of the show. Skip Intro is produced and edited by Isabel Arricchio and engineered by Dave Corwin. Special thanks to our coordinator, Alyssa Hillman. Please subscribe, rate, and review Skip Intro wherever you've been listening. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. If you enjoy the podcast, please go to NetflixQ.com for more. That's NetflixQueUE.com. Thank you.